Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, proud mom of two, licensed speech and language pathologist, and wife of one. I am here once again to answer all of your questions related to speech, language, play, development, and all the stuff that falls between, y'all. So we got a few announcements today. Announcement number one. We're continuing to grow. We have over 1,500 downloads. Man, thank you guys for letting me be a part of your space, your community. I know that we're going to continue to grow together. It has been an amazing journey, and I just want to keep the party going with you. Second announcement. Oh, my gosh. Pre-COVID, I wrote a book on self-care for moms, new moms specifically, learning how to get through the hustle and bustle, how to acclimate to new mommyhood, how to sneak in some self-care time. This was all pre-COVID. I have to emphasize that. And I'm going to release it. And I'm so excited. How do you get a copy of it? It's simple. You go to my website, iheartspeechtherapy.com, subscribe, and guess what? An ebook comes your way. That's all you got to do. And so that will be coming out in the next week or so. We will button things up. I am glad to get this out. I even had to reread it for myself and remind myself of a few things that I needed to do. And the best part of it is I am not the kind of writer as I am the kind of talker. In other words, I talk a lot, but my writing is usually pretty much to the point and it's like a go do. And so this read should take no more than like 30 minutes at best. Why? Because us moms, we're busy. We got stuff to do. And so a 200 page book on self-care. I know for me, I don't have time for barely anything except to breathe, eat and be a mom and be here with y'all, which is one of my favorite places to be. And so know that I wrote this in mind for you guys who have crazy hectic schedules. And my final announcement, my final announcement, I am so excited about this one too. Kyla Edinger is going to be on our show next week. She is also a speech and language pathologist, but what makes her so cool, her and her husband, they teamed up together and they created an app. But it's an app for parents. And it's an app. So you got to see me on YouTube so you can see my facial expressions. If you're listening in, you're not getting the effects. So the pauses are, are there. But I'm telling you, her and her husband created an app for you world changers out there. Why? Because she wanted to tool you guys up and make sure that when you're at home, you have the tools that you need to learn how to get language out of your sugar. My kind of gal. So she's going to talk about how we can use technology in an amazing, supportive way that fosters and nurtures our sugar's growth and development. I can't argue with that, y'all. So I can't wait. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm going to invite her into our community and she's going to do great. I know it. I know it. I know it. So we're going to get right into things. That's all for my announcements. So if you listened on Tuesday, if you are my Instagram or Facebook friend, If you are not, go become my friend. But if you are my friend, then you know that I sent out a message saying that we are going to talk about the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. The elephant, 
that's somewhere over yonder there or maybe over yonder there. But it all has to do with stigma and the stigma that we have around other world changers who have sugars with special needs and what it's like from their perspective, their vantage point as they trailblaze through this journey of not only parenting, but parenting with a little extra little something, something in there. Right. And so I call it the cheap seats. Why? Because it's like you go into a stadium and, you know, now they're building them to where the like the seats are like all the way in the middle of nowhere. And I call it the cheap seats because you never quite get the perspective or the vantage point from the person who may be on the court. You'll never know from their perspective. You'll never understand from their perspective. Why? Because it's a much different journey. And so I want us all to recognize how important it is that not only we empathize for these world changers, but not pity, but also understand where they're coming from as they go through their own parenting journey and how we can become more so allies instead of feeling like we're in two totally different worlds. And so let's start with this. I want to know when your little sugar came into this world, did you get a manual? I know when my sugars came and I was in that hospital room, nothing came except for this cute little crying baby. And that was pretty much it. Right. And it was ah, crazy. The first few months, just getting used to parenting, getting acclimated to the idea and the thought of being a mom, of having to care for this helpless person's needs, like all of their needs depended pretty much on me and my husband or my husband and I. And we were learning how to serve, how to meet the needs, how to be a parent, how to sleep, how to fit in the things that we needed to fit in to still be able to thrive, to get through life, to get through this new norm, right? And that in and of itself is is a job. And so When we have these sugars, there's three different learning aspects I like to think of. We're learning, like I said, how to care for our sugar. Not only are we learning how to care for our sugar, but we're also learning as time builds and moves on who this sugar is, their character, their personality, how they behave. Do they laugh when you do certain things as they get a little bit older? Are they a little bit feisty? Are they a little bit passive? Or who is this person? And the third thing we are also looking at, and this is as we learn about character, is how to navigate them through life. And and we want to learn this early, which is why I'm here tooling us all up to figure out who this person is, how to navigate them through life. And how to look at things from my perspective, because why? I love language. I love learning how little sugars learn language and how they use that language to get through life and get through their day. And so we're pushing these little people to purpose. But there's this one element of parents, for parents who have sugars that are atypically developing that we don't always have to think about. And this could be whether it was congenital, like the child was born with a diagnosis or there was something that the parents knew about before Little Sugar came. 
or it could happen as milestones progress or are supposed to progress and world changers are seeing that little sugar is not meeting those milestones as compared to same age peers, right? And so that fourth component of parenting, we don't have to deal with and we don't really have to think about is how to navigate this little sugar who has special needs because a whole nother set of questions come in the minds of these parents who have to live with their sugars with special needs. And this is definitely not a diss. Like, I don't want you guys thinking that, oh, well, you're talking about this in a way to where it feels like, no, 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 no. That's not how I'm talking about it. And that's not what I want you guys to take away from it. Again, I want us to empathize and understand so we can be better tools for the community around us. That's what we're trying to do here. And so it's just, it's a different little something that they have to think about that we don't have to think about. Because again, for most of us, we're pushing the purpose. And that doesn't mean that our world changers who have children with, um, that are neurotypical learners or divergent neurodivergent learners aren't pushing their sugars to purpose either. It's just a little bit different of a concern that we don't necessarily have. And so some of these concerns that I've heard over the years are, will my sugar be able to have a normal life? Will they be able to go to college? Will they even be able to go to kindergarten with their same age peers? Will they have to have specialized services? What will the world think of them because they're different? How do I know if I know how to support their needs? Am I even capable of caring for this sugar? Can I fulfill everything that they need in order to thrive? Is the team around them giving them everything that they need in order to thrive? In more moderate or severe cases, will my sugar need lifelong care support? What happens to my sugar if something happens to me or my husband, my parenting partner? What happens to them, right? And so we, we don't necessarily have to think about these things. And that's where the parenting gets different because for us world changers, we're like, let's get them, you know, let's get them ready for school. Let's push them to purpose. What is it that they're good at? What is it that they're great at? Let's, you know, let's sow those seeds. Whereas the parent who has the sugar, who may be a neurodivergent learner has to think about alternative ways to push to purpose in a non-traditional way. And so that's much different because there's an added element to that, that we don't have to, you know, ponder over. And so I want us to keep that in mind. And that brings me to my next point. How can we show empathy? It's important because our our world changers, we all need empathy. We all need grace at sometimes. We all need somebody to tell us that, hey, you're doing a good job. Hey. Keep the party going. Hey, I learned X. Maybe this will work for you. Or do you just need somebody to listen? Mm-hmm. 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 So this is, this is what I want you guys to think about. One, don't judge world changers who have sugars with special needs. It's, it's not going to help you. If, and I mean it in this respect. It goes back to the cheap seats. When we're out in the community, sometimes there might be that one little sugar 
who may be doing stuff that we would consider as inappropriate behavior. If they are tantruming in the aisle, falling out, maybe showing some behavior that you wouldn't necessarily agree with um, or allow your sugar to do. But I want us to not judge a book by its cover because we never know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know if that parent is also thinking about ways that they A, could be supporting, B, if they even have the tools to support and know how to support that sugar, and C, if they're at the, their wit's end in that moment. And, and any parent, any world changer has been in that space to where whether you have a neurodivergent child or not, you're like, because ah, this kid has gotten up in public. We've all been there. We've all been there. And so I want us to be careful before we just automatically judge. That's where the cheap seats come in. Because when we know what we know, like if you have the information and you know that Johnny has a diagnosis, then it's automatically easier to empathize and kind of excuse the behavior. Whereas if you don't know little Johnny in the store and little Johnny is doing whatever he's doing, then it becomes, you know, the look, give the look and then you're giving the parent the look. And they're looking at you and you're looking at them. So let's let's try to avoid that. Number two, don't assume that the world changer who has a neurodivergent kid or a child with some kind of congenital diagnosis has all the answers. Again, congenital is something that the sugar is born with, like Down syndrome, um, Fragile X, there's a few different um, things that you can, I think, hereditarily, like you can find out during like the fourth month um, when you're pregnant. And so I want us to not assume that these world changers have all the answers, that they know everything. Remember, nobody got a manual to how to be a parent. There's a lot of books out there, but nobody got a specific manual on how, how to raise this kid, how to get them to where they need to go. No, they don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I have some of the answers. I'll have all the answers. We all have some of the answers, but we don't have them all. And for most parents, most world changers, they're only as strong as the team working with them. So you have to consider from your vantage point, you don't have a team working with your sugars. You have your teachers and things like that, but you don't have to worry about, in most cases, speech therapy and occupational therapy and physical therapy and whatever doctor uh, specialist that they have to see to monitor them. You don't have to worry about IEPs. You don't have to worry about 504 plans. These are things that you guys don't necessarily have to worry about. And those people who are a part of that team if they don't necessarily specialize in the area that your sugar needs support, then it can be a disservice to that world changer and they might not be tooled up. And so they may not have all the answers and they may be trying to figure it out. I've had many a cases to where the diagnosis of the little sugar was so rare that there was maybe 20 globally or so rare that most little sugars didn't live beyond you know, X amount of time for them to really follow that. Or, you know, sometimes they have the diagnosis, but what's showing up still doesn't look like other sugars who have the same diagnosis. 
Everybody's different. Every sugar's different. This is why we talk so much about learning who your sugar is to get them to where they need to go as best as possible. And so for these world changers, they don't always have the answers. And that's okay because they're learning and they're getting the information and they're trying to figure it out just like you're trying to figure it out the best way you know how. Number three, don't assume that they have it easier because they get more support or because the sugar gets more attention or because, you know, the sugar is having this whole team provide all these services throughout the week. That is not true at all. If anything, they need more support to understand A, the diagnosis, B, the areas that they need the support in order to make sure that sugar is meeting milestones, and C, how to tool themselves up to generalize this stuff at home, out in the community, across multiple settings. Making sure little sugar is behaving at home the same way they're behaving at school and making sure that they're behaving at school the same way as when they go to a party. So they don't have it easier. If anything, the more hours of support means that the level of severity is probably a little bit higher. And so we can't take this for granted that they need a lot more support in many cases in order to get sugar where they need to go. Different push to purpose. Number four, this goes kind of into like number one. My first point is that we don't want to judge, but we also don't want to blame or criticize if parenting is done differently. Now, I did an episode some time ago about discipline reframed. It wasn't that long ago, but I did a podcast episode on discipline in general. Make no mistake. I don't care If sugar is neurodivergent, typical or atypical, kids or kids, some kind of disciplinary plan needs to be in place to make sure that they understand that yes is yes and no is no, because just because they have a special need does not mean that they do not try to bend or manipulate the rules. (laughs) Kids are kids. They do that across the board. But I don't want you to blame or criticize or judge a parent or world changer who is parenting differently or responding or reacting differently because you don't know what the team has come up with in order to ensure that little sugar is getting the message of whatever it is they do need to do, don't need to do, need to undo, however they need to do it, right? Number five, do not assume little sugar is incapable of learning. Don't do it. So as much as little sugar might need grace in the grocery store, if if behavior is a challenge for them or transition is a challenge or, you know, maybe the lights were too, too bright or maybe they heard a humming sound in the echo or maybe it was too many people. Whatever it was that you see as far as the behavior that's showing up, there's a lot of different reasons why sugars behave the way that they do who have different sensory needs and who don't know how to like tap into being okay with what's going on in the environment around them. But at the same time, I don't want you guys thinking that just because that is going on, that they cannot learn. That would be equivalent to you saying that just because little Timmy got an F in math means that he's going to flunk every other subject in class. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. What that means is that it 
generalizes, in a sense, the special need, maybe, or maybe not. And that they need a little bit more support in order to meet milestones, but that doesn't mean that they can't learn. It doesn't mean we don't challenge them. If we don't challenge them, how will we know what they can do? That's with any sugar. And so just because they're neurodivergent or they have some kind of diagnosis doesn't mean that they don't get challenged the same way that other sugars get challenged. I've heard doctors tell parents that, you know, little sugar's never going to talk. Parent challenged the doctor. Parent challenged the little sugar. Guess what? They talked. I've heard physicians tell parents that the little sugar will never be able to walk. Guess what happened? Little sugar ended up being able to walk. Why? Because the world changer was out there making sure that little sugar continued to be challenged. And so we can't assume that they can't learn and they can't be challenged and and that they don't need a roadmap just like we need a roadmap. They need one just like we need one to get our sugars where they need to go to get us to where we need to go. They need a roadmap too. And so we don't assume that they cannot because they can do a whole lot. I've seen it. I've seen it. Number six, do not pity them. There's nothing that's pitiful happening. There's nothing pitiful happening. Now, world changer might not be tooled up, but that's different than being pitiful and pitying somebody and and treating them in a way to where they almost feel like they're being coddled or they're being treated in a way to where they just need all of this sympathy and poor you and poor. They're not that poor, maybe a little tired, maybe a little more tired than us, but they're not poor. They're fine. They just need us to understand their perspective and respect it. Respect that parenting is different. Respect that in some ways it's the same, but they don't need that pity. Most of these world changers want to acclimate to real life, to normal life, just like everybody else. And and even more important, they want their sugars to be able to acclimate to normal life, real life, to hang out with your sugar, to hang out with your little one to have as much normalcy as possible because it's only when we start treating things as abnormal or atypical is when people start to feel abnormal or atypical. And so we really wanna watch the language that we use when we are talking about other people's sugars. That's why they're all sugars. That's why they're all sugars because they're all little and cute in my eyes. All of them, every little child. I love kids, they're fun. So I don't want you to pity them. I want you to see the person, see the character, see the personality. Don't have pity on the parent. Definitely don't have pity on the sugar. But that doesn't mean at some points, especially if there's some medically fragile situation that you can't be a little sad. That's different than pity. Number seven, try not to isolate them. And I kind of spoke to that. Again, they want to live normal, regular lives, just like you and me. They want to be a part of the community. They want to feel invited and welcome. They don't want to be, you know, A, on the other side of the school in some hidden little area, unable to make friends. They want your sugar, again, to be their friend. They want normalcy. 
And number eight, most important. We are great parents to the sugars that we have in front of us. Because why? We've studied them like a book. I continue to tool you up. You continue to learn. You continue to push to purpose. We continue to cover everything that's related to speech, language, play, development, and stuff that falls in between. We talk about these things in this community. This is our safe space, right? But we don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. Do you know how often I get new kiddos on my caseload to where I'm like, wow, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I still collaborate with other clinicians and ask questions about things because I don't have all the answers. And I don't want any of us to assume that we have all the parenting answers because what worked for our sugar should work across the board for all the sugars because we're all in the cheap seats when it comes to other people's sugars. We might know some stuff about them, but we don't know everything about them to make these assumptions and these judgments that we know what their journey is like. We don't know what their journey is like, but it's a good time for us to take the time and listen. The key is perspective. How we look at things. How we perceive them, how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive sugars across the board and honestly how we even perceive special needs, how we perceive neurodivergence, how we perceive difference, people's differences. These are all questions that we have to ask ourselves. And so we can't get difference confused because we all want to be different, but we don't always want to accept others' differences. Oxymoron, right? I don't know. I'm just saying. Try not world changers to assume or judge or comment on something that you may or may not understand. Even if you do understand, everybody needs a little bit of grace. Everybody needs somebody to listen to, talk to and love on. Especially right now, world changers, especially right now, because it's no joke. It's no joke. We've got new school, Zoom school, uh, open school, closed school. It's crazy. And so I just want us to be able to be in that space to understand other people's perspectives, respect other people's perspectives, and be in a place to where you can be a tool for other people out there. Because you know what? We're better together, y'all. And that's all I have for today. I am always excited about being in this community with you guys. I hope this information was extremely helpful because I had a great time delivering it and talking about it because you know what? I'm looking out for all of y'all out there, not just one, everybody. And I want to make sure that we continue to get better together, that we continue to connect, grow, and learn as a community. And if you have not done so already, catch up on past podcast episodes, subscribe, check out the YouTube page, check out iHeartSpeechTherapy.com. Remember the ebook will be coming out and all you have to do to get it is subscribe. Type in your email address, subscribe. It's coming your way. World changers, always an honor always a privilege. Until the next time, take care.